Namaste. Today is August 20th. Hey, Atul. People ask us, especially our students, why do bad things happen? Look at what's happening right now. What do the Vedas say? Good morning and namaste. This is Pandit Atul. And today's podcast is on the theme of why do bad things happen to good people? This was a question that one of our students asked, and I thought it was a particularly interesting one, especially since we live in current times where the concepts of compassion and humanism often seem to be left by the wayside. So in practicing a yoga lifestyle or in adopting Ayurveda, we should have a way to understand what is the theory, what's happening when we say that the things that we receive, the good and bad results, are the products of karma. What do we actually mean? So we get the basic idea from Bhagavad Gita. Prakriti Kriyamanani, uh, everyone under the influence of Prakriti, Gunai Karmani Sarvashaha, we think that we are the doer of activities, but they are actually carried out by nature. We associate with the different gunas. And associating with sattvagun, rajogun, tamogun, we do different activities. Some activities we do are good and they bring us good results. Other activities are bad. They cause harm to others and they bring bad results. And we are always receiving the results of previous activities that we've done. So there are a few concept layers that are important in understanding this and how karma works. One is the concept of things that are unseen. The record of what we've done is there, even though we can't see it, we don't see it. Things are observed, things are recorded. There is a knowledge of what we have done. We don't see evidence of this, we can't prove it, but this is something that has been told to us, and it is given in uh, books such as Bhagavad Gita and others. So there's a witness for everything that we do, every good deed, every bad deed. For example, in Bhagavad Gita, it is said that giving charity in Sattvagun is characterized by doing it without looking for any reward in return, without doing it for recognition. It means I'm just doing this because it was the right thing to do. It was completely the right thing to do, and that's why I did it and I gave with respect and with love in my heart. And that is sattvic. Many people who are interested in Ayurveda and yoga lifestyle have an inclination toward a more sattvic mode of living. So of course they are naturally attracted to these kind of things. Charity in the mode of passion in Rajagun, for example, is characterized by doing it for my own glorification. I'll have a charity organization that's named after me. Um, I will, let's say, 
take money from my charity and pay someone tens of thousands of dollars to have my portrait painted so that it can hang on the lobby of the building and so much of the money that my charity receives is actually going to get things that I will enjoy myself. This is completely charity in Rajogun. Now, what does this have to do with why bad things happen to good people? Because this is the layer of concept of things being unseen and things being recorded. Now, in the recording of all these things, there is an evaluation at the end of our life. The Atma leaves the body. The body is nothing more than a collection of matter. It is made of five elements, earth, water, fire, air, space. And when the soul leaves the body, the body begins to decay. It, all the, it, it enters back, goes back to its original constituent components. It decays, it dissolves. And then there is a judgment. The Atma in the uh, sheath of the Sukshma Sharir, or subtle body of mind, intelligence, and ego, goes before those unseen persons who have been recording, who have been observing, to be judged. It's our time of evaluation. We don't see this, so we may sometimes think it doesn't happen. We think sometimes, oh, there's only this life and there's nothing after it. But that's not true. That's not the case. But we can't prove it. It's simply an assertion that's given to us in Scripture. So there's a judgment. And, oh, you did this and you did that. And then there is a very specific outcome that we receive. So let's say, for example, that I was a doctor and I helped a lot of people and I took care of people sometimes for free and I gave a lot of charity and I did many, many good deeds. And throughout my life, I spoke truth. I did not say things that offended or unnecessarily injured other people, although of course some people will be offended no matter what you do or say. But I lived such a good life and then I go to be judged and they will say, well, let's see, you have done so many good deeds, we have to put you in a very good situation. I may be born in a wealthy family with really good loving parents who are also very righteous minded and I have the opportunity to continue my progress. So here's another layer of the answer to this question. It is, there is a concept of Aroha Panta, or the upward moving path, and Avaroha Panta, or the downward moving path. The upward moving path is the path towards enlightenment, toward unity with the divine, toward spiritual unity. The name yoga refers to union. It refers to linking up and reuniting with the original source of all being. And that is the upward moving path. The downward moving path is I identify with this body and sensual pleasure is everything 
and I want to enjoy absolutely as much as possible. And I do not care how much I hurt others and harm others and cheat and take advantage because there is no God in control, nobody's watching, and I can do any damn thing I please. This is the downward path. The downward path may lead to ultimately giving up the human form of life and being given judgment. Well, you have acted like a pig, so you can become a pig in your next life and you can work your way up. Now, animal species, the Atma, the same Atma inhabits animal species. Animals also have a soul, they have life, but they only can move up. They only act according to their nature. Although animals will sometimes show emotions, they certainly have emotions. They simply don't have the refined intellect to be able to consider the meaning of life, but they only act according to their nature. Animals do not incur negative karma. For example, you know, if you have a dog and a bird and the dog eats the bird, the dog is acting according to his nature or the cat is acting according to her nature. They are simply doing what comes naturally to them. They don't have to suffer a reaction because it's natural. They are not held to any standard of judgment for their actions. The animal will move upward and evolve its consciousness until it is able to come again in the human form of life. The Atma will enter into a human body and then in the human form of life we have the chance to elevate our consciousness. And that means moving upward. There are also higher forms. And this is another thing. It is the unseen, another layer of understanding, is there are unseen layers to universal existence. There are higher planes of existence, of beings whose intellect is so far beyond ours. It is like our intellect compared to that of an ant. And someone who has done very good deeds for many births in the human form of life, they may be elevated to these higher forms of existence where they can continue their very sattvic development of higher consciousness. Now, ultimately, yoga process is aimed at moksha, not simply going to be in a higher form of life in this universe like that of an angel or a demigod, but to actually get free from the cycle of repeated birth and death and enjoy a purely spiritual blissful existence that is not bound by the limitations of material body and mind. But that's another topic for another day. The question for today, why bad things happen to good people, is because of this cycle of karma and all of these unseen parts of this continuous cycle. I'm born, I do some activities in the human form of life, and then I'm judged and I receive the results of my activities by being given an appropriate body in the next life, an appropriate birth. And then once we are born, 
We are a product of our environment, of what our parents teach us, of the surroundings that we're in. So it's not predetermined as much as it is pre-aligned. We are aligned with circumstances that make us what we are. And sometimes, let's give a fourth layer to this. There is another layer, which is that that person who is on the Atma, the soul that is on an upward path, has done a lot of good deeds, but they've done a very small amount of negative deeds that have accumulated some negative karma. But they are actually on their way up. They may sometimes take birth and they may um, have a very short life. They may live only for a few days. This has happened to many of us. I also had a sister who was born in the 1950s and I never saw her. She only lived for a few days and it was before I was born. Um, she had a heart defect. She was not meant to live in this world. And this caused a lot of pain to my parents, of course, but this was all something that was destined. She had some karma, the Atma that inhabited her tiny body for those few days. There was a karma that was involved and it may be that she was meant to move on to an angelic existence. Um, that is very often the case. There is a righteous person who has lived their life well, and then they have just a tiny amount of things left to get rid of, because in higher planes of existence, suffering as we know it in this human form of life on this earth planet does not exist. So sometimes a very righteous person comes and they will live for a short time and sometimes their short life will have a lot of suffering in it and then that life is finished. So how do we respond to that? Of course, we're very sad when someone comes and we have a connection with them and we see that they suffer and then they die. But it is not the soul who has died. Sri Krishna asserts in Bhagavad Gita, Najayate mriyate vakadachinayam bhutva bhavitava nabhuya ajo nitya shashvato yam purano nahanyate hanyamane sharire. For the soul, there is never birth, nor is there ever death, nor having once been, does the soul ever cease to be. The soul is ever existing, eternal, undying, and primeval, and is never slain when the body is slain. So sometimes that person comes and they live for a short time. We feel pain when they leave because we feel this was my brother, sister, daughter, son, parent, relative, but these things are temporary, and we are not given to see the whole picture. We are not equipped to see the whole picture and everything that's going on. So we can accept that this soul has now moved on, and we can wish them well. May they be in a better place. 
we wish them well that they have moved up, that they have moved onward in the cycle of realization and coming closer to God. That is the way that we should react when someone leaves. And this really is the answer to the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do we see sometimes someone who seems to be very innocent and they suffer and die? And sometimes we see someone who shows signs of being supremely wicked and selfish and they just seem to be enjoying life with money and surrounded by all types of enjoyment and treating other people like absolute trash just for their own purposes of enjoyment. And they seem to just go on living as if there's nobody in control. Oh no, there's definitely in control. There's definitely supervision. They will definitely have a reckoning because they are going downward and they simply have some balance remaining. It is like karma is like a prepaid credit card and they have some balance left and they just have to spend everything left on that prepaid cash card so that card gets taken away and they go down to become an animal and animals have no need for accumulated past karma so that has to be finished before they can go down to animal species and similarly the suffering of someone who's going up to a angelic life also has to be finished because the angelic life does not have any suffering only the suffering is there of compassion for others who are suffering in this earth. So angelic beings also, they feel pain, but their pain is in the heart, seeing the suffering of those in this earth. So hopefully that answers some of this question. It's a very deep topic. The intricacies of karma are very profound and difficult to understand. And of course, much of this is all things that are described in various scripture and there's none of it that you can prove that will satisfy any test of empiric scientific measurement but it is all something that we take it is logical and it also gives meaning to our life even a person who doesn't accept that there is a reckoning and there is a recording and that i will be judged for my actions that person may identify with being a humanist. You know, I am a secular humanist and I'm going to try to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. That itself is an expression of their feeling of connection with the universe. So I hope that this has been interesting and provided some food for thought on the topic of karma and why bad things sometimes happen to good people. Thank you very much and namaste.